Are you tired of generic mass-produced furniture that falls apart after a few months? It's time to invest in high-quality, custom-made furniture from a skilled carpenter. At Esquivel Carpentry, they specialize in creating unique, one-of-a-kind pieces that will last a lifetime. From sturdy tables and chairs to elegant bed frames and bookcases, they have the skills and experience to create any type of furniture you can imagine. So why settle for generic furniture when you can have something truly special? They are a small local business, so go check out their website today at esquivalcarpentry.com to learn more about their custom carpentry services and if they are located near you. Attention entrepreneurs and business owners, are you struggling to get your message out to the world? Looking for a program that is designed to help you create, launch, and scale your digital business with confidence? Whether you're just starting out like me or looking to scale your business, this program has the tools and resources you need to make it happen. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, check out my link today. Bienvenidos to Melo Meresco. I'm your host, Andrea Teeda. In this show, we learn from amazing individuals who are at different stages of their journey. These are individuals with different careers who took the leap, are breaking generational patterns, and are creating their own reality. Therefore, with any goals we have, these conversations remind us that Melo Meresco, no other explanation needed. Welcome back, everybody, to Melo Meresco. We have another episode with a special guest today, an amazing guest, and her name is Silvia Torres. She is a van life she's done she's shared her van life experiences in social media and tiktok she has a youtube channel which is super super cool and sylvia welcome and thank you so much for being here how are you thank you for having me i'm excited Ooh, good good me too i'm super excited so i want to start with your van life experiences like how you started like tell us your story on like even before that on how you when did you get that idea when did you like say you know what I'm actually doing this and yeah and executing and then bam your first your first night in in van life <laughs> okay so it's kind of a lengthy process or like a long story so I'll try to keep it as no we like, got time it's okay okay because I don't know how long this is gonna be but um when I first like my first introduction to van life I mm -hmm. guess was like I saw this article I was like in my younger 20s and I've always been like I've always had a travel book like I've always known that I want to like make travel a priority in my life just mm -hmm. because I was like very blessed enough to be able to travel um like with church and also like my eighth grade field trip you know we went <laughs> to New York and stuff mm -hmm. and so like travel in general it just like I think it's such a special thing if you're able to experience that because you kind of get out of your bubble and experience life you know that's very different from yours and I feel like having that connection and like knowing that life is so different from yours and like people have like different experiences and come from different backgrounds and stuff it kind of I feel like will bring us together as a whole and to try to like understand why why people are a certain way mm -hmm. um or like why I don't know I think it's just like really special you know yeah um it's all about like community and culture and stuff like that so I've always wanted to prioritize that um and then in my early 20s I came across like an article about this guy who did like um freelance mm. um and he would like travel out of his like little I don't know Prius or something and he like lived out of it and I thought that was so cool and I remember telling my mom like isn't that so cool like he doesn't have to pay rent like all he <laughs> does is like travel like road trip across the U.S. Mm -hmm. doing all these different jobs and like seeing the world I think that's yeah. so beautiful um and so like that was like my first like introduction and then the second time was a little bit different I'm in this like group on Facebook called Girls mm -hmm. Love Travel 
And it was a couple years that ha- I saw this girl like post that she and her son live out of her like, I don't know, I think it was like a Chevy or something. And it wasn't even built out. It was just like, oh, wow. yeah, it was just like an old camper van that they lived out of. Like they didn't build it out. They didn't have running water or anything like that. And I think she lived off of like, food stamps and like whatever money she got from the government because she was you know she didn't have money mm-hmm. and I thought that was so cool especially like I want to be a mom like I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to like share like the world with your with your kids and like show yeah. them nature and like exploring like that's such a beautiful thing and I like from my eyes I thought that was so cool like you get to spend all this time with your kid you're showing them the world you don't have to pay rent like that is so beautiful <laughs> um and all the comments were like filled with hate and like telling her how what an irresponsible mom she was oh and like it was so negative and I was just like it it like broke my heart because I think like she got so much negativity that like she deleted her accounts. It oh, was wow. really really sad, but that was like my first initial. And then, um, I had like lost my job in 2019. I was working for an airline and. I lost my job. I didn't have a place to live because I couldn't afford it. I ended up moving back in with my family. And it was like a real struggle because like that whole year, like all of 2019, like I'm dealing with like having to be super dependent on my family for like a place to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And also like I was going through a lot of like stuff because my nephew was um, diagnosed with like a terminal cancer which he ended up passing away at the end of the year so So, like thank you but like throughout that time like I it was like I think that was like the most depressive ever been right so like obviously I'm dealing with this thing with like knowing that my nephew is going to pass away so like that's such a hard thing and then it's a hard thing with my family and then like I'm living with my family so like it's a very heavy emotions like very like sad um and then also at the, on top of that I was applying for so many jobs and I could not find a job like I went through like so many interviews that year but I think like you know when you go to an interview and you're just like not your best and you like know you're like I could have yeah. done so much better but like I totally like yeah so I I just didn't find a place and so I ended up moving in um in 2020 with like my brother-in-law and I felt like I finally had some peace to kind of like get my crap together Mm. like I didn't feel this pressure to get a job I didn't feel pressure to like really do much except like figure out what I need to do next and so like I'm very grateful to have had that um space but during that time it was like I I did get a job with an airline and I had went to um they, they fly you out to like their home base or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went to Dallas and so I was there for three weeks and I was training and I was so excited because I got this full-time job and I'm, it's like airlines, which I love, I love working for the airlines and I was going to be able to travel again. And like, mm-hmm. but the thing is like, I was living like 40 miles from the airport so like my commute was like yeah it was like (laughs) 80 miles a day that I was doing yeah it's crazy and I didn't have my own car like my brother-in-law luckily was like able to like he had an extra car so he let me use it and like you know he didn't pay he didn't charge me rent or anything so I really was like focusing on saving as -hmm. much money as I can so that I could get my own place get my own car so you know I can be be back and like independent and stuff and um 
so like while I was saving like my pennies, <laughs> um, the pandemic happened, right? And we were in lockdown. And like right when I came back, I think I worked for one week after training. And they were like, oh, yeah, we are going to furlough you because, oh you know, God. we don't know what's going on. It was crazy. And I was I remember being so sad and so mad because I'm just like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, I just got this job and now I'm like, I lost my job again. Like, yeah. ah, it just felt I just felt so defeated. But I ended up um, like that time since we were all in lockdown and I ended up getting unemployment like most people did. And so like that pandemic money was crazy, right? So like I saved like, I think the first like two or three months I saved like $5,000 cause like we weren't wow. going anywhere, right? Like yeah. we were stuck at home. I mean, I was still spending, like I was like, like everybody, like I had a little patio that he let me decorate. So I was like buying plants, like I was <laughs> DIYing, like, you know, like the pandemic is so funny. Cause like you're home and you're like, what do I do with my time? Yeah. What do I do with my life? And so I remember <laughs> like, I broke out a puzzle, like, but so like I was still doing stuff, but it was like all at home. And this is when I was, like, really, like, trying to, like, do some, like, self-love, self-nurturing, mm -hmm. like, you know, truly, really trying to, like, get myself back out of this, like, depression. And so I, like, was listening to a lot of podcasts, like, you know, trying to fall back in love with myself, trying to figure out what I want out of life, you know, spiritually, where, where am I at, like, all of these things. And so I was on YouTube, and I follow this, um, I follow a lot of like travel people on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that I follow is like Louis, uh, son for Louis. Um, and then him and his wife have a channel and they actually went to like Costa Rica or something with somebody with this one girl, Janelle. And so I like, you know, I'm clicking through her stuff. What is she all about? Mm -hmm. And so I found out through, through them that she like lived in her van in LA. I don't know if she was in LA, but she was in California for sure. And she had this really cute, like blue, I think it was like a Chevy or a Ford, but it was like, she was like another one that didn't like totally renovate her van. Mm -hmm. I think she said she, she like decorated it with everything she needed for like $5,000. And that like oh, included wow. the van that she bought. And I thought wow. that was crazy because after seeing like all these van lifers on YouTube, I'm like, there's no way I can afford a freaking. Because they're expensive. They're like, okay, right now, like just the van, like just the shell is probably like 50 grand, like brand new. I'm like, sure, you can buy them used, but like with buying used, it like comes with a lot of issues, like yeah, potential things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just like, there's no way. But she like, I thought it was so cool because she was like going to school and working and living in her van in California. And so she wasn't paying rent. She's working. She's making all this money. And like, she's going to school. And I thought that was so cool. And I was like, okay, maybe this is something that I could do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I started like researching it more and more, watching a crap ton of videos. And like, that's when I went on TikTok and saw people doing it on TikTok. And I was like, wait, maybe I can't afford this. Cause like, I do have $5,000 in my account right now. Like, and I could go buy a car and like, that'll fix that issue. But like, it's not going to fix like my housing issue because in LA, like you have to be making like, dude, like four or $5,000 to be able to afford rent by yourself. Like oh it's God. crazy. Um, especially like in Burbank, which is where I was working. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way, like, there's no way I can afford rent by myself. And I had like terrible roommates in the past. And I was like, I never want to deal with that again. And so I was like, well, maybe this is like, you know, 
two birds, one stone type of thing. <laughs> like I'll have a place. I won't have to pay for rent and it'll kind of help with like, you know, my vehicle situation. And so like, I kind of just like talked about it with like family and stuff. Like I asked my mom, asked my sister, my brother-in-law, like, what are your guys' ideas? Like, are like your opinions? And they kind of were just like, this is so you like, <laughs> and I was actually surprised that they were like down with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only issue I think my mom had was like safety because oh, yeah. like I'm a it's woman so travel, I'm by yeah. myself. Yeah. And so like when I first started, it wasn't even like about traveling. It was more like, okay, I'm going to live in my van, save a crap ton of money. Um, and I'll be able to like afford my life, you know, like, mm. and I'll be living in LA. Like, that's so cool. Like I can go like wherever I want. I can go to the beach on the weekends. Like if I want to, if I have like a, a week off or something like, okay, yeah, I could take my van somewhere and like go mm-hmm. do nature stuff. But, like, really it was just about, like, being able to get me out of, like, my predicament and, like, not have to worry about, like, paying rent every month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like, asked my dad if he could help me. And me and my dad at that time didn't have a really good relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I would go see him and stuff, but we weren't very close. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, like, I'll help you build it. And I'm just like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, like, the next day we went to go look at a couple vans and like some of them were kind of scammy and mm. were weird but then like once we felt like pretty like okay we're over it let's go home like we saw this other one and my dad's like let's just go just go look at it and so we drove like I don't know like maybe an hour away from where we were at to go see this van and yeah I paid for it I think I paid like 3200 or something which was like out of my budget but I was like whatever it's a good van it runs well like and, and then sorry but it's also like hard to find like good deals especially with cars so hard and this one only had like a hundred no I don't even think I had a hundred I think the it had miles. 84 yeah 84 thousand miles and it was a 92 like that's crazy <laughs> and like it runs so well like that thing is a beast it's so powerful <laughs> so I ended up buying a Dodge Ram 3200 no B250 mm-hmm. um and it's a 92 and it's beautiful and it's a, it has like a high roof but it's not super high like I can't stand in it mm-hmm. um but it's a lot higher than like a regular like van so yeah. I was really that was really cool and then like the next month or so like me and my dad built it out together and I mean, that was like my first time building out a van. I had no idea what I was doing. Like my dad (laughs) has been in like construction his whole life. So I just kind of trusted him with whatever. Yeah. And it just came out so beautiful. And like, I'm so grateful for that experience. Um, And so, yeah, like I lived in in my van. So I think that was like June. july of 2020 that like we finished it and i and again we were still like at home like we still couldn't go anywhere so me and my best friend noah actually like went camping with my sisters mm-hmm. um and it was only supposed to be like a weekend trip and and then we were like well san fran's only like six more hours let's go to san fran and like we didn't have anywhere to go right and we had mm-hmm. all this pandemic money so we're like let's go travel <laughs> <laughs> and like we were very safe obviously and like we really like kept we were in nature so we kind of were just like away from people in general anyways yeah. um 
but yeah, we went to San Fran after that. And I was just like, let's just keep going. And so we actually came all the way up to Portland. <laughs> and yeah, we just had such a beautiful time. It was so fun being in nature, exploring. And it was summertime. So we were like, mm. you know, at the lakes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and like that's when I started like creating videos, like when I started the build. Mm-hmm. And I created videos on like TikTok and stuff. And they just got a lot of attention. And yeah, that's when I started my little following. I saw your, because when I was doing my research, I'm like, oh, what type of questions I should ask? I went all the way down to like the beginning of it. And wow. I saw how many vid- how many um views you were getting. And I was, yeah. I was like, that was crazy. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, it was crazy. Also because everyone's home, right? So everybody's on social media. Yeah. Like that's when TikTok really blew up mm-hmm. because everybody was at home and like yeah. nobody was going anywhere um but yeah that was like so beautiful and then I ended up going back to work in December of 2020 Mm. and then I was still doing videos here and there but I was like living in my van in Burbank like full-time and all of that and then in February I still like did trips on the weekend and stuff with like Noah was my best friend who's now like my husband yeah (laughs) he was my best friend then and um it was really cool like I we had a lot of fun um and then in February I had a DM from my friend Billy who I had not spoken to like at all she was just like a mutual on TikTok and she also lived in her van and she was like hey I don't know where you're at but like a bunch of us are like getting together in the Mojave Desert we're gonna do like a little meetup like just like all these van lifers right and I was so nervous because one all these people for the most part were like white and then everybody was thin except for me but everybody was white and like I haven't been around like that many white people especially outdoorsy people in so long so I already was like so afraid that they were going to judge me on my weight judge Mm. me on like you know me being like Latina even though I'm like pretty American (laughs) (laughs) and yeah all of these things but like the minute I got there like they just totally like embraced me and like I didn't feel any judgment at all for anything and it was just like such a very like impactful weekend like I felt like I finally found like that community that I always wanted mm-hmm. and I think for for almost all of them we were kind of just like wow this is crazy to like be able to connect on such a deeper level and like people that also like value the same things that you do um and yeah, and then after that, like, also hearing that they're getting, like, brand deals and stuff, mm-hmm. and, like, they're able to live, like, full-time and travel full-time because of, like, social media. Like, I didn't even know that was, like, really a thing. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I could be, like, getting money for this. This is crazy. <laughs> and after that, like, after I left that weekend, I was like, I'm all in. Like, I am going to hustle. <laughs> I'm making videos. I'm going to get brand deals. Like, and yeah, it was pretty cool. And then I ended up quitting my job in March. And then mm-hmm. since like that, then I was pretty much like full time. And then like the following summer, I, I mean, after that, I kind of was just like in my van, like living full time, going to like these little events and meeting different van life people. And it was just like such a beautiful time in my life. Um, and then the, this past year, I, like my mom passed away in 2022 from COVID. Oh, sorry. 
Thank you. No, I know it's always like a hard thing to say, (laughs) but um, yeah, she passed away. And like that, I was in LA saving money because my van like broke down Mm -hmm. the, the like past summer of 2021. And so like, that was a whole thing, but I finally got that fixed. I was there. um, And then, yeah, my mom passed away. So like, I was, I was stuck in California. I didn't do a lot of traveling, but I was still like living in my vehicle like the whole Mm -hmm. time um and then after my mom passed away and like this is like me and my me and Noah had already like become a thing and and we were like let's just get married (laughs) we're so crazy but we got married and um that was really beautiful and I kind of was just like I need to get out of California like I can't be here anymore it's too Mm -hmm. sad and I feel like I need to go explore and like do other things and so um I ended up finding like a house sit out here in Portland and we came out here and we've kind of just been here house sitting the past few months where I, and then I've just kind of decided to like stay. And so now we have an apartment and we're not living in a van, um, but we still love, thank you. It's like such a huge thing because again, like if you think about like the beginning of the story, like I couldn't even afford rent. And like the fact that I can now is like yeah. such a huge blessing. It's like, ugh, it's so big. Like I could cry about it. Um, and I probably will, <laughs> but yeah, it's like really beautiful to see like how far we've come in two years. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I still want to do van life. I think it's like so fun, but it's definitely going to be um, a part-time thing. Mm-hmm. And also our van that we have currently is, has a lot of issues that we need to fix. Like n- it's not mechanically more like, like, um, the shell is kind of like leaking and stuff it just doesn't have like everything we need to be able to like live in it full-time at the moment so we're like saving money for that and Mm -hmm. but for now like we're so happy with where we're at that's awesome there's like the whole story that you there's like so many things that I could talk about there's so so much (laughs) okay let me go back to my notes because you said um I want to start with the for me, like I started this podcast because there's many times where, especially as Latina women or people of color, we feel like we don't deserve these experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, so I want to like showcase that, you know what, we can do it. And I don't know, just bringing more representation and, and yeah. more evidence where like people are doing it and all of that. So for me, when, when you were saying about, um, you were looking at band like people like YouTube and all of that. Did that like in a way like um made you think like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it? Or what type did you see representation in the van life community? Because I personally have searched up in YouTube like, oh, Latina van lifers, and I don't really see right. any, not even like right. that word where there should be more exposure, I guess. But for you, how was that? Yeah, so my experience is going to be a little bit different because like I'm very Chicana like okay I don't even speak Spanish like my Spanish is very broken Mm -hmm. um but I still am like very you know it's like that thing where like Selena says like oh you're not Mexican enough to be Mexican and you're not like American enough to be American it's like Mm -hmm. that type of thing so I just kind of like I'm a Chicana I am like my like background is obviously Mexican and but I like, like born and raised in America and then like born and raised in like Los Angeles, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
with that comes a lot of diversity. So like I've seen all different types of life um, growing up. And so like, and also like my family has always been like, especially my mom, she's always been like, you could do anything you want. You could be anything you want. Like Mm -hmm. she definitely like raised me to like value who I am and to believe that I can really do anything I want. And so like, I've always been afraid to be in outdoor spaces because I've only seen white people in it, right? Also, it, it's it's also a thing because I am fat. And so like being in outdoor spaces and knowing that like, okay, if I go on a hike, it's going to be harder for me. I am going to huff and puff and like yeah. all of these things, right? And also I, I, I don't go to like the outdoors. I wasn't raised in the outdoors. Mm. Like my family never like did that. Like we went camping, but it was like in a tent for the weekend and that was it. Like we never went hiking or anything like that. And so like for me, I I don't see a lot of representation for people of color in general, mm-hmm. but especially like Latino women, like or Latinos yeah. in general. Um, it was really, really hard for me to like find that kind of community. And I don't think I really like found it yet. Mm-hmm. But the more that I've like searched for them and like like through mutual people and like seeing them on the road like we exist we're just not existing online online okay I yeah and I I definitely also like I think online people they have like you know the more expensive rigs and they're doing like the crazier travels and where a lot of like people like us are like really in it to just save money (laughs) (laughs) and like you know or like that's like the last not like the last resort but like that's what they have to do in order to like get by Mm -hmm. um but yeah I I have seen it also like I feel like Latin people look very different right so we have like our like dark people like light-skinned people like Mm -hmm. and so I feel like a lot of times we get like we were seen as like another like white type white people Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of hard to like like oh they're Mexican or oh they're like Guatemalan or whatever Uh, unless they're like straightforward like saying it so like it's definitely hard I don't see a lot of representation but I have found people I think like the main thing for me is like if you want to see people of color like represented like you need to stop following like white people and for me like that was huge for me I actually like stopped following a lot of like white people I'm not like everybody obviously because like I have white friends it's this is like no hate to white people at all obviously but like you need to follow more people of color and I feel like that's like a big thing that we don't do because Mm -hmm. we're constantly like fed that like you know these Eurocentric beauty standards and so like those are like the people that we're naturally going to gravitate to Mm -hmm. but like if you want to see more of yourself you need to start following people who look more like you and so for yeah. me, I followed a lot of fat people, a lot of people of color, a lot of like people who look like me mm-hmm. um, doing the things that I want to do. And that kind of like inspires me to keep doing what I want to do. It's like, okay, they're doing it. I can do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's why representation matters, you know? Yeah. Um, and again, like I find that a lot of people of color don't have the following that a lot of white creators do. But again, that goes back to like, why aren't we following these people? Like, you know, 
So I think that's the most important thing. If you want to follow, if you want to see yourself, you need to follow yourself. Like at the end of the day, yeah. especially even, with social media. And even if you don't see um yourself in there, any um maybe like a specific thing, like let's say like in this example, like van life, like you try to do it yourself, like do it for yourself, and yeah. share those experiences too, because you don't know who you could impact. And like yes. one, that one person where like she's like thinking about like oh should I do van life? I have the money, mm-hmm. but you know and what if yeah, I like what's people? stopping you mm-hmm. I like if, if it's really like oh no one's doing it who looks like me like why aren't you doing aren't you? it yeah there's this like really beautiful quote I forgot where it's from but it's like <laughs> from a book that I read but it basically just talks about like how important it is for for us to tell our stories like every single person has a story yep. um and I remember I took like a Chicano studies class in in college and my professor was like very much like telling us you need to tell your stories our stories matter Matter. and like people aren't seeing them why are we not in history books why are we not like you know we we don't have books in general like you know what I mean like we need to tell our stories we need to be seen and the only way that's going to happen is if we do it like we need to step up and do it so yeah I I 100% believe that yeah that's so true and let's go with the you also mentioned that in I believe like 2020 when you started um doing all of that like self-love journey so what were some like things that you found out about during that time like some limiting beliefs that you had or things that you're working on that you were starting to work on actively yeah um but I feel like that time okay so I've I've been fat like my whole life so I don't remember being thin like ever so like I've always had that struggle with like feeling that I'm not good enough I'm not beautiful enough I'm not thin enough like I'm not valuable and nobody's gonna want me so like Mm -hmm. that was really really hard to overcome but again I think that goes back to like me knowing like okay who are the people that I'm following who am I comparing myself to um and so that was like the first thing is like me unfollowing a lot of people that I compared myself to and then also following people who look like me but also like other people of color black creators you know all of these things that helped so much like I can't tell you how much that helped because like what you feed your mind is like ultimately what you're gonna believe Mm -hmm. and so that was a major thing for me another thing was like turning off my notifications for social media it's it it was hard but like (laughs) I remember like going to like eat sushi with Noah and then like my phone would be blowing up with like comments and stuff right and like you know when you get like you get distracted you want to read those comments like what are people saying about you if I posted a photo like um what are people saying about me and I was like why like I would be so angry like oh my god leave me alone or like when you're in group chats with friends and it's just like constantly going off so I turned off my, I basically like silented my phone, turned off my notifications. So the only time that I would see these things is if I like logged in, I right? Like one in <clears throat> that helped a lot with my mental health for sure. And I also just kind of like going back to the roots. I think therapy helped a lot. Like mm-hmm. legit therapy helped so much. Did um, you start it? Sorry, did you start a therapy in that year specifically or were you doing that like way before? No, actually started it, I would say 2021. 
2021 mm-hmm. is when I did therapy therapy because it actually wasn't like I was never opposed to therapy but I knew that I needed it mm-hmm. I actually followed during that time where I was like really depressed trying to figure out my life I followed this podcast called like therapy therapy for for Christian or something Mm-hmm. Because I was also like trying to figure out my faith. Like, do I believe in God? Where am I? You know, because I grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was just like, trying to figure out like, okay, do I believe in God? What What does God say about me? Like all of these things. And so I couldn't afford therapy then, but I knew I needed it. <laughs> and so I was on that podcast, therapy, I think therapy as a Christian or therapy for a Christian or something like that. And it's a black creator and she talks about like her experiences going to therapy. She actually goes to a therapist who isn't a Christian and is black. And um, they kind of helped her through that. Um, But just also like, that was really nice to hear because like the stuff that she would talk about is like, why does God love you? Like, what is the actual truth? Like, not what Mm -hmm. does the church say, but like, what does God say? And so like, that was really beautiful to kind of just like, remember that like God loves you for you God says you're powerful God says this because I feel like especially if you grow up in like a Christian home or even like a Catholic home like you're constantly like you know like especially as a woman like you have to be a certain way right you have to be like and these are not things that God says, but these are things that, like, I feel Society. are, yeah, cultural, too. Like, you know, the women's supposed to, like, cook and, and be a home, like, homestead, like, mother and, like, all of these things. And I was, like, very much, like, the opposite of that. Like, I was considered rebellious because I was, like, I'm not going to do that for my man. <laughs> like, I'm, my man's not going to make me a slave, you know, those types <laughs> of things. Um, and so, and then also like, I had a very terrible church experience where like, Mm. I never felt loved. I never felt accepted. I always felt like an outcast. Mm. Like I remember in church, like we had asked this girl, like, oh, what do you think about like feminism? Because like, this is where the time where I was like about to graduate high school and I'm like learning about feminism. And I'm just like, yeah, women are so powerful. Like we're so magical. Like this is like such a beautiful thing to be a woman. Like people think we're like the weaker, you know, one and like, we're not weak at all. Mm -hmm. Like if anything, we're freaking strong as hell. We're super smart too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so like, um, but and she was like, oh no, like feminism's not good. Like, and I was just like, what? Oh my <laughs> like, God. like that was crazy to me. And like honestly, like now that I go back like into the Bible and like read like for myself, like God does think that like women are like very valuable and like powerful. And like, you know, we have a lot of things that like we can do. Like not there's there's nothing that restricts us from doing what we want to do. Like, you know, I don't know. So like that was a big thing that I was dealing with. Um, and again, just like falling in love with like the things that I wanted, because I feel like my family was always telling me like, oh, money is like the number one thing you need. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have money, like, you're broke, like, and you're gonna struggle and like, you need to keep a job, and all of these things. And I kind of like, re like, I was just trying to figure out like where I stood with money and like my relationship with money. Because I have, like, my family telling me, like, oh, you need to constantly be hustling, constantly be working. Like, and I was, like, I was working 40 hours a week. And then I was also driving two hours to work, two hours back home in traffic. And I was exhausted. 
like mentally, physically, like everything, I was drained. And like the year before the job that I had lost, that was my year that I hustled. Like I like had my, like I didn't have my own apartment, but like I had roommates, but I like, I'm finally paying rent on my own. And I think I worked like two or three jobs at one point and I was still able to do things, but man, I was drained. And I was like, I don't want to be like that. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like life is more than just about making money. Like, and then if you think about it, how many hours of the day we spend working a full-time job, like, and then you have to think about like the hours that we have to like prepare a meal, the hours that we have to like, you know, for commute and Mm -hmm. like, everything that like goes around your job like you really only have like maybe two hours to yourself a day like if that yeah and like that's draining and then just to have the weekend off like that is so sad because like what are you gonna do on the weekend you're exhausted you're exhausted you're stressed you're trying to think about how am I if I'm not making enough money like how am I gonna make more money yes and like I remember like I had my job but I was also doing Instacart on the side so like I would get off work and I would go Instacart and I would try to make more money so that I could have you know pay my bills and it's just like why am I hustling so hard to to exist that's ridiculous so I really like try to like reevaluate my relationship with money what is my priority and that's another thing that I think van life helped me is like to Mm -hmm. have that financial freedom where like rent wasn't like a stressor you know and I was able to like spend time doing whatever so that was really cool I think those were like the main things when did you start learning about those about like um educating yourself financially because and like you said like in in latino or hispanic or any culture really like they tell us like work hard um save your money all mm-hmm. that but like now with all the information there is like no you got to invest your money put your money in a high yield savings account so it could work for you even though you might not be investing that money create an emergency emergency fund mm-hmm. um what yeah what how did you start learning about that uh, what resources do you recommend if you have any um yeah um for me Honestly, like, I think the pandemic really hit hard and everybody was kind of just like, dang, like, I really just work to live. And I think like that was like a universal experience for everybody. Like when you take out work, because if people were working, they're working from home. But a lot of the time people weren't working. Right. And so they're just like not spending time with their family like doing things that they love they had that space to like I mean there was like so many businesses that came out of the pandemic because they were home and they were able to make money off the of things that they you know their talents or whatever they loved and I thought that was so beautiful um but yeah TikTok really helped me like I think also like TikTok really helps me because people are sharing their stories of like the struggles and like right now I've been seeing a lot of people being like man I work and I struggle like I work all these hours and I still can't pay. I, but I think it also goes back to like the society we live in. Mm-hmm. We live in a capitalist society and mm-hmm. like, we're really like at the bottom, you know, like it really is like, and the people who are on the top are taking advantage of everybody at the bottom. Like mm-hmm. it's really sad if you really like get deep, deep into it. Um, but yeah, everything's connected at the, at the end of the day, I feel like for me, I can't, like me and myself, uh, of course I can't change. It's not going to happen overnight, right? Like yeah, the change. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the more that we stop accepting like 
the things that are being given to us like and we start like I don't know demanding like more right like mm-hmm. it's gonna come with like rage and like all of these other things but it's gonna be worth it I think um but for me like I think at right now I'm just kind of working the system to to benefit me mm-hmm. right so like I don't want to work 40 hours but do you know how much money you can make online like so much money and like, less, less so hours. much money and it's crazy like the fact that I've been able to sustain myself with the money I make online for the past two years is crazy but like at the end of the day I was also living in my vehicle like I wasn't mm-hmm. paying rent because if I if I paid rent while also like living off of the money I was being there's no way I would be broke again you know mm-hmm. um but right now like I I have my apartment it's affordable but I'm also like not living in LA right mm-hmm. so it's cheaper yeah um I work like a basic job but it's at the airport so I'm still able to travel mm-hmm. um I feel like I've just kind of like figured out all the hacks that work for me and my family while also being like okay how am I going to prioritize like how am I going to make money and like have it sustain myself long term mm-hmm. um I think right now where I'm at Noah's more of like the person that's like dealing with like investment because mm. I don't know <laughs> about that but I've heard about it right like yeah. you put it in a Roth IRA like I think he has like fidelity or something where mm. you like put money in every month and you buy shares and then yeah. like in long term like it's basically like your 401k you know when you retire you you pay out yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know much about that that's kind of like the <laughs> basics of what I know but that's what he's doing and then like for me my goal is just to like yeah continue to like make content but also like do it like authentically um and hopefully like if my platform builds like you can make so much money like it's stupid how much money you can make like I know people that make like 40 grand for like a YouTube video it's stupid 40 grand isn't that crazy like for a whole um your income for it no not even even not even that last year like I I think I made like 30 grand or something like that last year but that was because I had like two really big like um brand deals but yeah Mm -hmm. people are making like 40 grand for like one one YouTube video and I'm just like oh my gosh this is crazy like (laughs) so for me I see that and that pushes me to continue making content Mm -hmm. to continue like hustling in that way because it's like it's one it's something that I love but two it doesn't take a lot of effort like it really doesn't like yes it's work but you're gonna spend less time doing work like that than you are like going into a job every day do you so um, sorry do you batch your content or is that something like because I the things that I've been seeing like social media and all of that on how to create content is creating a system that works for you. And one of those things that they do is like batching their content so that they have more time to work. Cause at the end of the day, like this is a business too, that where mm-hmm. you could be making money. So, and like mm-hmm. making like $40,000 in just one year. So for you, like, how have you, have you created like systems where like they help you um, create the content that you need and then putting that time in also to like get more brand brand deals or finding ways to make money using um not like using your audience but like where your audience can help you make that living out of that makes sense 
Yeah. I don't know what bashing is. What's that? Bat- batching is when um you just create like you uh like in one day you create a bunch of content in one day. Oh batching. like you spend one day just like yeah, yeah you making like, a bunch of content yeah, and then like, throughout oh. the day. Oh yeah, and then I've you just post that. it. Yeah. Yeah. I I like would like to get into that kind of routine, but I feel like that drains me. Oh really? Yeah, because it's like I feel I don't know, I feel like it's not as authentic for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've for me personally, like I've been struggling recently because of course, like all of my following has been from van life right Mm -hmm. and now that I'm not living in a van I'm like okay well what the hell am I making content about like um but I feel like I also want to make I also made content about like the food I eat and like Mm -hmm. you know de-stigmatizing like that fat liberation and stuff like that right or like people but that with that comes a lot of hate like I will literally it's so crazy like I will post like what I eat in a day videos. And those mm-hmm. are so fun for me because I'm just like, I'm a foodie. Okay. Like I love trying different foods. I love seeing what other people eat. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it fluctuates. You're not going to eat the same amount of food every day, but like, it's so fun. Right. And so like, for me, I like making those types of videos. Like I, I film yeah. little clips of what I eat. I make it all pretty. <laughs> and like, I, it's like a little art, you know, mm-hmm. but with that comes so much hate because I'm fat. Like, yeah. And that can be exhausting. Like, I think I, I'm really good about not letting it affect me too much. Like, it's going to affect me, of course, in general, because it's mean words. It hurts. Yeah. And also, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, sometimes I'm just like, these people are crazy online. Like, I had a comment, like, somebody was like, oh, you know, you need to starve. Like, you, it's okay if you don't eat for like a few days. Like, maybe you should try that. And oh somebody was like, you want them to starve? What the hell's wrong with you? And they commented back something like, oh, well, the people in um, the Holocaust, they starved and they're fine. Or like, they don't, you know, they, were not they didn't, like, they didn't get fat or something like that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, these people are insane. They're like, ignorant. It's it's wild and I'm just like you know there's a person behind like a screen right like that's crazy I'm just like stuff like that like comments like that blow my mind but yeah I guess like for I'm I'm still trying to like figure out my system now but my my system like back then when I was living in a van Mm -hmm. it was more like I would wake up like seven or eight and I'd get an idea of like the video I wanted to make, whether it be about van life or like the, my surroundings. Like it's like I'm constantly thinking of ideas of like videos to make, like sharing yeah. my life, um, what whatever it may be. And so I would make a video, post it and then live my life. And then mm-hmm. I would take a break and do like I'd go live or something mm-hmm. or like I really try to connect with like my audience because yeah. at the end of the day I think that's like what we really crave is like a connection <laughs> yeah and so I try to do that a lot as well um and I was doing that then and it really like helped me like connect with like the people following me but also like the content that I was making yeah. um now it's a little different because I'm just like I don't know what I'm doing and also <laughs> I get more hate because I have more views right mm-hmm. Um, and so that's hard but yeah I'm still trying to figure that out I'm like in training mode right now so I have Mm -hmm. one more week of training and then I go back to part-time so I've been doing like three weeks full-time working at like 5 a.m oh my god so and I'm I'm in bed by like seven (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I wake up at three. Like it's oh crazy. God. I know it's the worst. I hate this schedule so much. <laughs> but to me, it's worth it because I'm just like, I'm gonna I'm I could travel for free right now. Like if I want to go to San Fran, I can get get on a plane right now and go for free. Like, oh, do you know so how cool. amazing it is? Like I love it. Like me and Noah are planning to go to New Orleans next week for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day or like that weekend before Valentine's because I have like a three-day weekend. And then mm-hmm. the like that Tuesday, I don't work until 7 p.m. So mm-hmm. I'm like, look at us. We can go places. We can do things still. Yeah. And so I am really excited about that because I'm like, okay, I am going to still continue to make travel videos um and I know that like the inspiration will come and I'll be able to like make content yeah um it's just hard right now because I'm in a transition like period of like okay we just moved into this place we just got it like where there's not boxes everywhere Mm -hmm. you know and yeah but I think once I get down to like my part-time shifts it'll be a lot easier for me to continue yeah yeah one thing I wanted to point out because you said um that you're not doing a band life right now so you don't know what type of content um you should do or because you're like now in your own apartment but I wanted to there's like um I listened to Rachel Rogers I don't know if you heard about her but she's like this business uh woman where um she kind of like let us know lets us know that and specifically with like pivoting it's like many of us think that once we do one thing like in this case like van life mm-hmm. and then we create an audience like we believe that we should we should just keep continuing that life and like mm-hmm. and it's not like that because you're not gonna be there's like so many transitions that you have to go through in life and and yeah it's okay for people to it's okay for change. you to do that to change and for others to be okay following your journey because that's that at the end of the day like life is a journey so for yeah. you now you're gonna be living in a and having an experience that you didn't have before and being mm-hmm. able to share that with some with people that want like maybe they also want to do um live in their own apartment while they were and they were doing fan life before and you're like yeah. giving that not like permission but that like you know it's okay for you to settle down for a bit and it's not going to be forever I still have my part my goals and like I want to go do van life again in in a few months let's say so for me it's like that like you shouldn't you or like nobody else should feel bad of them pivoting into a different stage in their lives because like you should honor that and share those experiences yeah so I wanted to point that out too oh that's really beautiful thank you (laughs) yeah no it's true though like and I I that's been like my struggle this past like few weeks or like month really is like trying to figure out like the content that I'm making right and like I've even talked about this with my therapist and she was just like you know you can share other parts of your life like it yeah. doesn't have to just be travel it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. like and I'm just saying no you're right like she was like you could even like talk about like emotional things and I, I'm a very emotional person like <laughs> and I get deep pretty quickly um and now but like I don't share that part about my about mm-hmm. my life like I don't share like my thoughts and my opinions and like and I feel like that's that's like really hard for me to do mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm afraid of like the backlash mm-hmm. or what but yeah that's like something I'm working on definitely yeah and it's like also like getting out of our comfort zones because you've already achieved so much like you have like a hundred thousand plus followers so um you have some there's like this uh I don't know if you heard the a thousand fans um I don't know if it's like a 
I don't know, but pretty much like if you you're able to make enough money if you have like 1,000 true fans, like people that really follow mm-hmm. you. And you have like more than 10 times of that. So yeah, for you, it's like you just have to, I don't know, I feel like you really have to go in, like, ha- like have more clarity, like talk to yourself and like, I don't know, like meditate on, on like those things. Like, what do I want to share? Like, what's the, why I'm going back to like the why of why I'm mm-hmm. doing this and also like thinking about what conversations do I wish I could have with people and how can I show that in my social media because mm-hmm. we don't have those conversations and like like let's say with like van life you share those travels but there's like a lot of behind the scenes of like the struggles that we have to go through our mental health and all of that so like people want to hear that too we don't want just like oh yeah I'm having a, a, the best day of my life like yeah like the best love, parts of it yeah the best parts of it so that's pretty, yeah it'll be pretty awesome for you to share definitely I'm gonna work on that <laughs> <laughs> and it's a work of process there is um I listened to this spiritual teacher who um he's a he's Spanish so he speaks Spanish and um I was listening to a video of his a few days ago about beliefs because for me, something I've struggled with is I'm a procrastinator. I I tend to believe I'm a, like a very lazy person. And I've been for the past three years, I've been like trying to change, but I still believe those things um, internally. So mm-hmm. for me, when I watched this video, he was talking about beliefs and how it doesn't, things don't change from one day to another. And for me, I, it was like that struggle like I want to change from one day to another yeah um, so for me it was it was that like being okay with where I am right now mm-hmm. and honoring the progress that I've made while also knowing where I want to go and mm-hmm. like taking those steps to get there like creating this podcast it took me a year a mm-hmm. year because I've been or maybe a bit more I had the idea maybe like a year before and then in March of last year, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. But I, and I was going to do, I, I don't remember, but I was like practicing like solo episodes. Mm-hmm. And then I never sent any emails like, oh yeah, do you want to be in my podcast? Like I was still working on myself. And then because I was working on myself 2022, um, I got the courage this year to start, start it. And then the first, those the first two weeks of January, I struggled with like, oh, what am I going to do? And then the last two weeks of January, I was like, you know, fuck it, I'm going to send these emails and I don't know if they're going to answer or not. And you did. Um, I did an interview this one day and she answered and she's like, yes. And then like right now I have like six more that I might do in February. Oh, or wow. March. So that's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, I'm literally going to cry. <laughs> like, that's amazing go be you thank you and it's like I did this podcast for myself as well mm-hmm. and talking to other people like you were we broke we're breaking our own beliefs and also mm-hmm. societal beliefs of like what we can do so for me knowing that like fuck I'm gonna be interviewing like amazing women and I'm gonna yeah. be learning about them and I'm going to be able to express my thoughts because that's Mm -hmm. something I struggle with I like there's like times where I speak really fast because I feel like I'm going to be cut off and not have the opportunity to speak because that's how it was in my family I'm I was always the quiet one 
I was like, mm-hmm. um, if I wanted to like talk, I think like, I had to like do it quick because my family, like they love to talk. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I need to like put my thoughts in there. And sometimes I can't. And I was like, whatever. And then I go to my room and, and I shut myself down. So for yeah. me, like being able to talk to you, being able to talk to other people and learning more about you and expressing my thoughts, using my voice to, mm-hmm. to inspire other people if I can and sharing my story, everybody's story is like pretty exactly. awesome. Yeah. And that goes back to like, you know, sharing our stories because we're, we don't have a lot of spaces where we can do that. And so we have to like make those spaces for ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. that's really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, no, no, no problem. So- <laughs> I'm just like crying out here. <laughs> no, you're like gonna make me cry. I like cry too. Like there's like these times where um, because I've hid my, I never like really shared my emotions or like how I feel like now that I've been exploring myself and like learning more, more about myself, about myself and, you know, using our autistic like meditation and all of that, I feel like now I'm a bit more sensitive of like mm-hmm. what, what, like seeing what triggers me, like there's like things that triggers me or sometimes I'm not aware of my emotions that there's like, there's like something that goes like something tiny that maybe let's say like my mom does and I just start crying for no reason. Mm-hmm. and it's like crazy and like yeah I just I feel like I become more emotional now but it's because I'm more aware of like what yeah. I had to deal with and like what I'm working on now and like the progress that I'm making and all of that <laughs> yeah it's really awesome being yeah. emotional I feel like being emotions like our emotions are very powerful and like we we should like allow ourselves to feel that yeah. like and I think that's very important because I feel like a lot of times like I was told a lot like don't cry don't cry don't cry like it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal and like the minute I let myself like feel my emotions and cry like yeah people would like say I'm a crybaby or whatever (laughs) but I don't care like those are my emotions like I'm gonna cry and if it like releases whatever I need to release from my body then Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it helps me because I feel better after I cry you know what I mean and it doesn't always have to be like a sad thing but Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the reasons why people like specifically like with crying like people didn't like seeing my me cry because it affected them in a certain way Mm. whereas like for me crying helped me heal helped me like you know go through my emotions and it I don't know it's important and it's like very like it's a beautiful thing to like allow yourself to feel them so yeah that's awesome yesterday I was listening to a podcast because I'm like into like manifestation and like all Mm -hmm. that but like like that and it's just like a way to guide me on like the things that I could on guide me on learning more about myself pretty much Mm -hmm. and yesterday I was they were talking about um la ley de claridad which is like the law of clarity and they were like saying how it's okay for us to feel our emotions because like to not because they talk about like frequencies and energies and all that so when you're Mm -hmm. in a low frequency or low energy like be aware of that because like feel that and that doesn't mean like oh yeah like um like become like a victim of it or mm-hmm. if, if, that, if that makes sense but like be okay, like become aware of it and see what it's trying to teach you because mm-hmm. through that you get more clarity and exactly. through that clarity you you're able to take those steps to trans to transition into like whatever you need to do so yeah, yeah it's pretty pretty cool that's powerful it is I love I love I just love listening to podcasts, especially like in personal development. Like that's my thing. I before I used to think, oh, oh yeah, I'm I don't like anything or 
I don't know what the I don't know what to do with my life, but I love talking mm-hmm. about like personal development, manifestation, goals, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that we got into this, I want to go back with the hateful comments mm-hmm. and all of that because I was listening to another podcast about, and this was a Spanish show. It's like gordo gorda phobia or something like that, and it's like mm-hmm. in, in English it would be like fat phobia. It's in it's in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like that sounds amazing. You should have you thought about like um learning Spanish? Yeah, it's something I actually that's funny that you bring it up. I like this year I really want to like make space for myself to like learn again because I mm-hmm. feel like I haven't been able to like learn. And like ever since I was little I always wanted to be like the person that like speaks multiple languages. Mm-hmm. I think that's so beautiful because it's yeah. like language is also very beautiful cuz like there's certain things that you you can say like especially in Spanish right like to my two mm-hmm. best friends both know Spanish and I hate it because like <laughs> I mean I think it's beautiful right but like they'll be like sending me like gifs and memes and stuff that are only in Spanish and like <laughs> the joke does not like fall the same way that it does in Spanish and so they'll like translate for me and I'm just like I hate that they have to translate for me but also like I don't have a lot of Spanish people around me especially now Mm -hmm. that I'm in Portland so I do want to continue to like I I definitely want to like learn Spanish also like Noah's Armenian and Mm -hmm. I want to like I want my kids to learn Armenian like I want them to to like to have that like as a language um so like Spanish Armenian and I want to learn same language so those are like my main like those are goals that I want to learn and it's not gonna like obviously it's not gonna happen overnight but yeah those are like definitely I could definitely share yeah I actually um start a long time ago I was watching um Velvet on Netflix I don't know if you it's like a Spanish show it's just like I don't think it's a novella but it's it's like it's just a show in Spanish and I, mm-hmm. it, I would listen to it in Spanish and then like I would have the the like subtitles in English right mm-hmm. and like I watched the whole show like I binged that show and it was so good and like I, I like you learn by hearing right mm-hmm. so I just need to like continue to like influence myself with like the culture and like the music yeah, and all of that sure. stuff. But yeah, yeah I, I'll definitely put that on my list. <laughs> and that's something that you could share in, in your um social in TikTok and social media and all of that. Girl, you you're amazing. Yes, thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> I feel like for me, like I get like so many like when I look at somebody's like somebody who wants to start a business, let's say, I get like so many ideas of like, ideas. oh, you could do this, you could do that. Yeah, it's so exciting. But then like when it comes to me, it's like, yeah, yes. no, let's. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, the ideas do not do not come, but um, I w- I wish definitely share some like language resources because I was I was learning French in college, and I know I could like speak it somewhat, but I there's so many myths of like you have to go to school or how they teach you or like the beliefs that we have about how to learn things. Mm-hmm. Like the the videos that I've watched is like it's their methods is completely different and they be learning like there's um his name is his youtube channel is like language lords or mm-hmm. something like that and he learned french in a month and he, wow his, his french was super good and then wow a few months later i believe he learned spanish in one month and it, but he also like um 
maybe for some people like it might be a bit unrealistic because he did practice for like eight hours a day yeah yeah but if you were able to like separate and like make it a bit more long where it's like sustainable but still using like the techniques or methods that he used like you could be learning Spanish by the end of the year and you could be more fluent than I am where like I speak Spanish but there's like words that I forget or like don't know how Mm -hmm. to translate but yeah I'll definitely share those resources too for you and thank you like for the people who are listening Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Okay, I want to go back to the K-pop Sorry? comments. <laughs> no, it's like, there's so much to talk about. Like, there's it could go in so many directions. But in the podcast that I was listening to, they were talking about fat phobia, where it's more of, um like, the things, like, the experiences, like, I, that they go through as fat people. And I want to, like, learn, because you said you've, been able to um deal with that by like turning off the comments all of that Mm -hmm. but how have you and like in a more personal um level like where it doesn't may not include like social media because they were talking about how sometimes like fat phobia is not about self-esteem and it's more about the societal um norms that or the beliefs that other people have about about fat people or I don't know if that, that makes sense, but like for you, how has that influenced you and how have you been able to deal with that? Yeah, so I guess, um, so there's a few things, right? So when I've been fat my whole life, so all of this is like nothing new to me, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm used to the hate, I'm used to the comments, I'm used to like the, like the attention not being on me and being on like my thinner, hotter, whatever friend, right? So I think if you, there's like a difference when you've grown up fat and you've been fat your whole life Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like you were thin and now you're fat because you've Mm -hmm. had a baby or whatever, whatever, right? And uh, those people's experiences are going to be very, very different. Um, Because one, if if you've grown up fat, you you only know one way of life. Whereas Mm -hmm. like if you were thinner and then you got fat, people people treat you different and you see the difference and it's hard because like you when you're thinner people treat you different you know people give you more attention people give you more opportunities people Mm -hmm. say like more like affirmations towards you saying like oh you're so beautiful they compliment you in certain ways and all of those things and then you know when you're fat then all of a sudden you don't get that attention all of a sudden you know people are telling you to lose weight all of a sudden people are saying you're eating too much like Mm -hmm. everything that you do is like negative um so I think a big thing for me I was raised by a mom who like really like she always told me I was special always told me I was beautiful like and I think that is like my foundation so like my self-esteem I don't think I've ever had like really low Mm self-esteem I think my self-esteem has always been pretty high I've always known that like I was loved and valued and and like at the end of the day if no one else loved me like my mom loved me my family loved me you know so like I know what I know what love is so Mm -hmm. it's not like I was missing that part of my life um so that's like one part another part is like I grew up with like all my all my siblings are fat like my my both my sisters are fat like that's just like our genetics you know we eat the wrong food and or whatever it is yeah. like health issues um and so 
that's like a little different because like I've seen them right I've seen them have like relationships I've seen them be loved and but that at the under on the other side like I've seen them have like terrible um self-esteem I've seen them like hate their bodies I've seen them like constantly talk about their weight and how their weight like you know their value around that um so I actually went through like a weight loss thing when I got out of high school so I would say like my early 20s like 22 23 Mm -hmm. And this is when like I stepped away from the church and I was like really trying to find out who I am as an individual aside from like being in a church and like, you know, being a Christian is like my identity, right? Mm -hmm. So like I stepped away from that and I just lived my life. I worked at Disneyland. Um, I was around like so many different types of people, right? So there was like, it's so diverse, different types of colors. Everybody, like so many people are gay. I've never been around gay people since around like until then. Um, I like my first exposure to like a, per- a person who's trans, like, and these people like loved me, accepted me, all of those things. Um, so like complete like culture shock for me. Um, and so like when I was being loved by like my peers yeah. and people loved me for who I was. Um, and then also I had went vegan then and I lost like 70 pounds and I wasn't even like trying to lose weight I just like learned about like what food does to our body and also like what it does to the environment Mm -hmm. and so for me I was like yeah I'm I'm done eating meat and I like this is also like I learned how to cook for myself because my mom didn't really teach me how to cook because like her second marriage he didn't care about like her feeding him he was Mm -hmm. like a tea dinner cup of noodle type person okay um and so, like, I learned how to cook for myself because I'm not eating meat or dairy or any of that. Um, I was eating really good whole foods, like um, lots of salads, lots of, oh, I juiced a lot, which was really fun. Um, and I was exercising because I wanted to, not because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to lose weight. Yeah. Um, so, like, naturally, I just lost weight. And I was still eating, like, junk food. Like, I ate donuts and stuff, but it was just all vegan. <laughs> um. And so like naturally I was losing weight and I felt good in my body. I was so fat. I think I went from like a size like 20, 22 all the way to like a size 16. So like that was a huge jump. And like I was still considered fat, um, but it was just like a lot less. And that's when I started dating boys and boys are giving me attention. And so I, I thought I was hot shit. <laughs> um, so that helped me a lot. And that's when I really started to like um, – learn about like who I am and like being a like as a fat person and like I can wear whatever the hell I want like that's the first time I put on like a bikini like it was like a high-waisted bikini right but I was like I accepted my roles I accepted my body I accepted like the way I looked I like believe that I was a beautiful person like people are like people should love me like I I have value like and it it didn't have to do with my body it was more about like like I'm a talented person I'm a smart person I'm a kind person mm-hmm. like why why shouldn't people love me you, you know deserve it mm-hmm. I deserve it but like everybody deserves to be loved you know but I was just like focusing more on like my internal and then my out like my outside mm-hmm. um and I think naturally like when people see that you're like glowing like they're gonna naturally be attracted them. to you yeah yeah and that goes back with like energy and frequency and like like, exactly. like in the terms of like manifestation that's like where it's all about self-love but mm-hmm. being aware the clarity and doing 
the things that you do doing it intentionally not because I want to lose weight it's because I love myself and I deserve to to um take care of my body because it's Mm -hmm. a temple at the end of the day so Mm -hmm. yeah just going back with like intentions and doing things because I want to do that not because somebody else is doing it yeah and I was also like exploring like I mean like I said like I grew up in a very like bubble sheltered household like growing up in church like I I honestly like didn't even like try different like I hadn't even tried sushi you know what I mean like I hadn't even tried like different types of like foods yet and so like I was really exploring like okay I'm making my own money I can go on trips I can try new foods I can like and so like and again I was like with all these new people that I met from Disneyland and they're like sharing their culture with me and they're taking me out um and we're experiencing new things together and so like I was really like just like flooding myself with like new experiences and like love and accepting this love from like people that I like ultimately would be like oh no I can't be hanging out with you because you're gay that's that's a sin or whatever Mm -hmm. um And so, like, I just allowed myself to, like, be free and, like, just explore. Like, and that's really what I was doing. Like, I explored, like, I I even dated a woman. Like, like, I was just like, who am I as a person? What do I want to do? Like, what do I want in my life? Like, and I had so many options, right? Um, And I think that really helped is, like, allowing myself to, like, explore and, like, figure out the things I like, things I don't like, the things I'm okay with. What do I want to do with my life? Um, And then, again, going with, like, social media, um all I followed were like you know Kardashians or like white people like and they're all thin and like they don't look like me and they don't have similar experiences to me and like that's not a terrible thing but also like if I'm constantly seeing that that's like what I'm going to constantly try to live up to Mm -hmm. and that's impossible because my body and like the way I look will never look like that it just will not Mm -hmm. and so yeah I started to like just feed myself with like people that look different and people who look like me but also like are brown and so I follow all black creators a lot of um latin creators a lot of like like just like a diverse group yeah. of people and that really helped me because like seeing the way that they spoke about their bodies seeing the way that they spoke about whatever and these are also people who are going through like similar like a similar journey of like breaking down their beliefs around like mm-hmm. being fat right <laughs> and so when I first did it it was all about self-love I need to love myself I need to love myself like if I don't love myself who's gonna love me mm-hmm. and now that I've like done a lot of work I'm like no that's not true like you still deserve love even though like you don't completely love yourself but I think it's all about just accepting who you are in your body right now and just knowing that that can change if you want it to change and you know there's a lot of reasons that people look the way they look and it doesn't necessarily have to be because like oh they eat a lot or they're lazy or they don't move you know like sometimes it has to do with like medical reasons sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just your freaking genetics Genetics, like I have a big old butt like my butt is huge and it will never (laughs) go like it does not matter how thin I get like my butt is always going to be big and like I will never have a thigh gap you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like and yeah like I'm probably gonna have rolls my whole life and like you just have to accept that that's your body and like I don't know like that you're still gonna have bad days I feel like that's sick anyone yeah right doesn't matter what what size you are like you're gonna have bad days where you don't feel your best but you just have to remind yourself that like your thoughts are not always like true like mm-hmm. it's just because you feel like crap doesn't mean you're like ugly you know mm-hmm. or doesn't mean yeah. that you're not lovable or 
whatever and so I think like and that also has to do with like going to therapy and like doing that work too but like when when you remind yourself like no this is not true like I am valuable I am love like and like be able to like write down these things like that helped a lot also like journaling I don't know if you follow Alicia McCarvel or something I think that's her name McCarvel but she's like another plus size creator that blew up like during the pandemic and she's that as well and um she had said something about like writing down a list of like 30 things that you love about yourself Mm -hmm. and none of them could be about your body Mm -hmm. or what you look like (laughs) and and I was like damn that's a hard exercise right because like if you're like telling yourself like okay I love my body or I love my eyelashes I love my hair Mm -hmm. like no it can't be about that it has to be about who you are as a person so like I did the exercise and I started writing like oh I love that I'm creative I love that you know, I have a big heart. I love that. I love to travel or whatever it is. Yeah. And like, I had to come up with 30 things. And so like the first few were like pretty easy, but like trying to come up with more was hard because, mm-hmm. you know, all, you like value as, as a society, you're valuing what you look like and yeah. what you could do for others or whatever. Um, but like, but like I started doing it and I, I did end up coming up with a 30 and then like looking back at it, I'm like, damn, like I'm freaking funny. <laughs> like, you know, like, or like, I'm a good friend or mm-hmm. like, um, you know, I'm reliable and I'm like, I'm always there for my people. And so like, you start to look at these things and you're reading them and you're just like, yeah, like I am a good person. Hell yeah. Why shouldn't they love me? <laughs> like, you know, of course my friends love me like, duh. Like, mm-hmm. and so like, when you kind of like separate who you are versus like what how people like perceive you like you really start to like okay no I am valuable because of this this and this and it's I'm more than just my shell yeah at the end of the day so I think like doing little exercises like that had helped me a lot following people online has helped me a lot but also just like being loved I think that was like a big thing for me is like knowing that like my family loved me my mom loved me and always thought I was special. And like, you know, unfortunately that's not how it is for a lot of people. People don't have that foundation. Um, but like, you know, you are loved and people do love you. Like, I feel like everybody is loved hopefully in one way or another. And so if you can just hold on to that, I think that helps a lot. Yeah. And I feel like oh, like those that maybe like don't feel love, it it's like, you could be aware of that, but you also have, to take the responsibility on like okay if no if I feel like nobody loves me I'm gonna love myself mm-hmm. because at the end of the day like at the end of the day you have to be with yourself all the time like you're gonna be when you're mm-hmm. sleeping sleeping at night you're gonna be on your own thoughts and it's like what are what am I thinking about myself that's like is it is it bringing me value is it bringing me um joy joy all of that too yeah too. being alone is also another thing I think that helps a lot yeah. like for real like if you're if you can like spend some time with yourself and and really get to know yourself like you're you're gonna like yourself a lot more really? and I, you're gonna also like believe that you can do a lot more than you can I feel like with like the Latino or Hispanic community there's like um we I don't I don't know if, at least like that's was my experience where like um at least not anymore my mom wants to kick me out of my house no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's like you can go now um but no like before it was like um or at least like things I've heard is, is like you live with your family and then you get married and then you could go live and then then you can move out 
and mm-hmm. it's like and when the podcast the same podcast i was listening to um either today or yesterday they're also talking about how um you need to you need to have that time so with yourself to explore and like see what do i actually believe about myself about my environment about society and where there's no influence on like either my family's um opinions or society opinions it's just like it's just me myself and i where okay i'm gonna how you said explore and explore my ideas explore like what i believe mm-hmm. what are my values what do i actually like to do because for me personally i by the end of this year i hope or i kind of want to like move out just to mm-hmm. have that exploration because i feel like i i don't i have i've lived in such a bubble too where it's like i don't really know what i want and like when i will mm-hmm. the times have gone out it's like mm, i feel like I should just be at home, like not not be there type of thing. Like when I go out to eat, it's like, oh yeah, I could do this at home. I could save money and like, I don't know, just beliefs about like money, beliefs about myself, like all that. So I feel like that's cool. Um, like if I anybody like could do that, go live by yourself. Being, yeah. being, being by yourself in general has so many benefits. Like, I mean, I like, if you can like learn how to spend time with yourself in like little spurts, it'll help mm-hmm. you in general. Cause like it kind of like, like going to the movies by yourself I don't know like that was such a weird thing for a lot of people but like for me I would go to the movies all the time by myself like I'm just gonna watch a movie right or like a lot of people have anxiety with like having dinner by themselves like going out to Mm. eat and like sitting in a restaurant by themselves because people are like oh my gosh I'm afraid that people are gonna think I'm a loner or whatever and it's like who cares like that's your time eat your Mm. food at your own (laughs) pace like and also like when I went to Disneyland like I used to go to Disneyland by myself because it's like you know, not a lot of people could go with me or like my coworkers were working or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to go on that new ride or I want to go taste that thing. Like you just spend time with yourself and your thoughts. And it's like really beautiful. And also like traveling by yourself. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a lot of um, time traveling by myself. That's another thing I want to try to do, especially now that I have like my new job. Mm-hmm. But traveling by yourself, I think is so important, especially if you're like, in, if you're like not so, um, like out there and like you're not so like you know you don't like talking to people a lot or like you don't put yourself out there I feel Mm -hmm. like traveling makes you do that because you're alone so like you know if you go stay in hostels like that's the perfect place to like meet people Mm -hmm. where you can be like oh hey what are you doing oh you're going there can I join you or like you want to go get food or I heard this place is cool or Mm -hmm. you know and that's how you like open up and meet people and have those experiences and put yourself like out of that box um And like that is so important. I think that's so important <laughs> to like have those those moments. Yeah. Um, it like it, I feel like you start to believe like, oh, like I I'm capable. I can do these things. Like yeah. I'm not this weak person. Like I don't need people. Like I I think that's like really beautiful. And if you can do that, like yeah, you'll grow as a person in general. Yeah, so cool for me. Um, I've been able to travel to uh, Florida and Texas, Texas, mm-hmm. and those are pretty cool um with Texas I went with my mom so it was pretty with my mom and like um, we call him my adopted brother he's like my mm-hmm. my brother's friend but he came with us because he's he's the extroverted one where like he doesn't give a fuck like if he has a question he will go find an answer right. and for me I cannot do that I I fear <laughs> I fear making phone calls like like even like with this it's like I'm getting out of my comfort zone because yeah like having conversations with you could say strangers where like I don't I just see them in social media it's mm-hmm. like it's like 
getting me out of my comfort zone but yeah I traveled to Texas so that was a pretty cool experience but I did wish I could have um known people or talked to people where and they like tell me like oh you should go to this place or you should go to that because the place that I went mm-hmm. to were like the touristy places and I saw like a bunch of white people and I was like it's fine like it's okay but like I would have preferred to like see like the Hispanic side of of Texas yeah so that was a hole been, in the walls yeah so I would have preferred that but and then for this year one of my one of the things I'm trying to do is uh, uh UGC I don't know if you heard about that Mm-hmm. yeah so I want to do but in the travel niche so like talking to Airbnb hosts for a free stay or vacation rentals and ask them for a free stay in exchange for content mm-hmm. so right now it's there's like one potential um deal that I may be able to do but it's still like a yes or no type of thing but if, awesome. I'm, if I'm able to do that I'm going to be able to travel because I live in Connecticut so mm-hmm. you know I'll be able to like do they call it like backyard traveling where it's like it's in your town but like there's like times where people live in the same place for like 20 plus years and they've never seen like either their city or the towns mm-hmm. around them. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, that would be pretty cool to like explore That's those things. Awesome. And, like, and follow your tips of like living yourself and exploring more. Yeah, yeah. No, you could you could do it for sure. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, We're going to almost wrap this down, but like mm-hmm. I want to ask you like with the van life experience and even like right now living in your apartment, um, what were like the let's say like top three experiences that you were like like holy crap this is amazing and this might have never happened if I have never chosen to do van life and something so it could be like experiences or even like places you've you've um gone to okay um let me see well I guess like the biggest one for me right now is is the apartment like even yesterday, like me and Noah, we went to the gym mm-hmm. and we went to like our market and stuff. And like, we're seeing the city as like locals. Right. And like, this is a city that we've loved our whole life, like for our whole friendship. Um, and so to be able to like live here is like mind blowing. And I feel like we've always wanted to, and we never thought it would actually happen. So the fact that we're living in like our favorite city together, married, and we have an apartment, like, <laughs> and like, I just like, wow, I can't believe it. Like every time we talk about it, I'm just like, I can't believe you're here. Like every time we see like the sunset and it's beautiful, we're like, I can't believe we live here. Or like we walk downtown and I'm like, dude, this is so cool. Like that we're, we're living here. Like as like every day, I'm just like so grateful to live in like the city that I live in and like have the apartment that we live in, like coming home like coming home to like a house like that is so amazing that is so beautiful so I think that's like the biggest most recent one where I'm just like so grateful to like have a space of my own to have somebody that I'm living with that like you know we're in love and like we trust each other and we have like that foundation of like a friendship like that Mm -hmm. is so special but also to be able to like have all these experiences shared together and that would not have been like possible if like you know, we didn't do van life or like, I didn't like, I, I, I wasn't able to like tell you like our whole like love story. That's like a whole other story. Um, <laughs> part two, part two coming up. Yeah. <laughs> but like me and Noah met through like a mutual friend, but he was like a very shy person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we were talking one day and like, we're talking about food and he was like getting off of work or whatever. <laughs> and I was just like, this boy is not going to tell me like, let's go get food. Like he's not inviting me out to eat. <laughs> and it was like a minute. I was like, we were talking for like hours and I'm like, he still hasn't said, let's go eat. Like, 
And I'm just like, so we're going to go eat or what? And like, if I didn't say that, like, we would never be here. Like, our friendship would have never happened. Like, yeah. And so, like, I feel like that's another thing is like, I don't know, just like, I think my whole friendship with him is just like so special because like we went through so much together, like emotionally learning how to communicate with each other. Um, And like, he is like the introverted when I am more extroverted and yeah, if I wasn't, like, out of my comfort zone to be able to, like, continue to, like, ask him to hang out with me. Like, I was even the one to tell him that, like, yeah, I kind of caught feelings. And, like, if I didn't tell him that I caught feelings, like, we would not be married right now. Like, I know it. Like, I know it. Because (laughs) he was not going to do it. Because he was, like, he was still trying to figure out, like, his feelings, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't, like, say, like, yeah, I like you. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we didn't have those conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. we would not be here. Um, so I think that's another one. And then I think that first time when I was like, when I met the other van lifers in the Mojave desert, that was, Mm -hmm. that was the other one. Like, I think through that, like I was able to like meet people, understand like the kind of people I want to surround myself with, but also like, oh my gosh, this can be like a career. Like I can make money off of this. And, and through that, like, I was able to grow on social media. I was able to like learn and like, I still talk to these people. Like they're still friends, you know, like we're all like in separate places of life and like different places of the country. Um, But it's so cool to like see these people do these things and like live their life. And that is so beautiful. And like, because we had this like shared experience, we were able to like grow as people. And I was able to like, live out of my van and like quit my job and like be able to do what I'm doing and yeah that's amazing like I never thought it was like something that would be sustainable I thought it was like your 15 minutes of fame and that's it you Mm -hmm. know oh yeah I think those are those are the main ones that's so cool it's like taking that initiative whether it's like doing the van life or asking or asking someone like oh let's go hang out and then like yeah oh I have feelings for you what do do you feel that's and it's, like it's scary it's, it's scary but if you don't take that initiative like and and the other person doesn't or like or mm-hmm. even like with experiences if you don't take that initiative like things are not gonna and that's like another thing with like manifest or in terms of like manifestation because like you could explain this like so many ways but how with manifestation is like you have to ask you you could ask like universe god or whatever you believe in but you also have to put in the work and in this case mm-hmm. like, taking the initiative because if not you're not going to receive the thing mm-hmm. that you want like um with my, with manifestation on the spiritual world it's like you're co-creating so it's like god is guiding you and helping you our universe mm-hmm. whatever but you're also taking the steps to and you guys are going to meet in in that in that in point middle. of life where you want to yeah. be yeah so that's really awesome like and and then like taking those steps and then like being able to see where that's taking you is like that's an even a more amazing journey or experience that that you are able to have for yourself because you know you did it so that's pretty that's so that's awesome yeah it's beautiful it is so it's our time but I will always I will you're always welcome back here like your um love story sharing all that relationships (laughs) all of that because that's another like a whole topic that that maybe like as Hispanic or Latino or like different cultures we have mm-hmm. so many beliefs or limiting beliefs about about relationships or how to communicate or things that we just never learned and we have to learn now. As, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so 
definitely you're welcome back you host message me i'll definitely like share can you share your your social media and i'll leave the the links down below too for you. yeah so um i'm sylvia the nomad with g-n-o-m-a-d <laughs> so yeah because the little gnomes <laughs> um I used to be Sylvia the Gnome, <laughs> so that when I went nomadic, I was like, oh, Sylvia the Nomad. Oh, that's so um, but yeah, that's on TikTok, Instagram, um, Facebook, oh. YouTube, all of it. Sylvia awesome. the Nomad. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Oh, no, no. This is such an amazing conversation. I feel like we could still talk so much about... <laughs> no literally <laughs> there's so much to talk about like in just one topic it's like it's hours of conversation mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just so awesome that i'm able to do this and yeah so again you're always welcome back you're always learn the part two on the relationships and your love story all of that so again thank you and then for people who are listening um don't forget to give us a review on whatever you're listening to spotify apple Podcasts, all of that and i'm going to have this on youtube as well so don't forget to subscribe like and, and comment share with anybody that you know so again thank you sylvia again and bye bye everybody all right <laughs> on metal Marosco podcast and associated entities all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, or omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes and explicits an understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.